thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the podcast. I'm H, which is short for Helen, but you can call me H, please. And I am your host and primal health coach and founder of the grain-free food range, Primal Alternative. Now, this is a bit of a different episode today because you're getting two for one because I am bringing to you today an interview with Beck Daly, who is the founder of this amazing company that's changed my life called I Hate Cooking. And even though in this interview, I am a bit gushy, like I, I'm really gushy about how amazing I Hate Cooking is and how much I love Kira Lee, my cook down here in Albany. And I mean it, like I just want to say like, I'm not being paid by Beck. This is um, a company that has a very similar vision to mine in that they are women who want to help other other women and other families and it's all centered around real food cooked from scratch homemade it just means you don't have to do it which is a game changer I've never never heard of a company that does this kind of thing before that actually comes into your house and cooks food that you want cooked does the shop for you accommodates any kind of um dietary restrictions you've got and god I must be one of the fussiest customers they've got because I like things just so um (laughs) and why not because that you know that's the price of good health but I just realized that for me um with the exponential growth of primal alternative into what was an already busy life of being a mum of two kids and a wife and you know keeping house and cooking all of our food from scratch and sourcing it from the best suppliers, um, you know, I was finding that I was looking for help, but in all the wrong areas. So I was getting help in the form of paying mentors hundreds of dollars to um, tell me what I should be doing in my business, even though I feel completely divinely guided when it comes to my business. I have no problems with knowing what to do next. The next step is always obvious. Uh, so I was paying all this money and thinking, well, that's not helping. And I was doing all these things that they were telling me to do, but I was thinking, this is a waste of time. (laughs) And then I looked further, like within my business, I was like, okay, maybe I need somebody to help me with the admin side of my business. Or, um, maybe I need to help somebody promote me a bit more. And so I recruited a couple of amazing primalistas to help me out with that. And they did an amazing job. But that wasn't it because I like doing the bits of admin and I like promoting myself. And then it dawned on me one day in such a way that actually made me feel emotional, like I cried. And it took me about a day before I could admit it to Mike, who I've got to say, he's like not a 1950s husband. He's really hands-on 
um, it really helps out. He was doing all the supermarket shopping. He cooks certain nights a week. I cook other nights a week. You know, like he doesn't have a problem with that kind of thing. But I just suddenly realized that it was the domestic burden that was really frazzling me out. Like I can keep up with my business and I can keep up with what's going on with the kids and their play dates and birthday parties and sleepovers and ballet lessons. And I can keep up with all my waxing appointments and massage appointments and stuff. But I was just really finding that it was a real push for me to, you know, do an hour's housework a day, cook everything from scratch. Like it was really too much. And so after much resistance and lots of blocks around who am I to get someone to help me with this? Who do I think I am? I should just get on with it myself. That's what everyone's done before me. Why should I be any more precious or special? And just stupid stuff like that. Um, I finally have recruited a professional cook. So Kira Lee from I Hate Cooking and a professional cleaner that does a much better job than I ever did. Like they're so good and I'm so grateful. And my life has literally changed in one school term just to have that help and that support. I don't, and my business has grown like into the stratosphere. If you've been following Primal Alternative, you'll know what's happened in the last quarter. That's really just as a result of me being burden free and releasing some of those domestic shackles so that I could then focus on what I'm good at and contribute more with what I'm meant to be doing. Does that make sense? You know, like there's women out there who've got businesses cleaning and cooking that want your business. Like it's okay to hire someone or to delegate stuff to people who love to do that. If you don't like to do it for me, so far this year, it's all been about what can I do to make this easier? What is the path of least resistance? Do I like doing this or not? Would I rather be frazzled and talking to my kid over my shoulder while I cook dinner while I'm not really present? Or do I want to just take something out of the freezer and heat it up and chuck some veggies on and have that and just chill out with my kids? It's, I'll tell you what, it's the latter for sure. So I hate cooking. It's a really good opportunity for you as a customer. You could um, hire a cook to come to your house and it's only $6.60 or so. Yeah. It's cheaper than Uber Eats. And we can't get Uber Eats where we are. So that might not even compute, but um, yes. And you can't say that Uber Eats can I have that, but not cooked in canola oil. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you can, you can, you can customize and have so much control over what they, how they cook your food and what they put in there, which is brilliant. And it's also a really good job opportunity, business opportunity. If you love cooking, you want to help other people, but maybe you don't want to be a primalista, but you want to do something, then this is a really good option because it's a, you don't have to pay any money to get started. I think it's something along the lines Beck told me once, something like a $250 to get started and then they train you up and you get a percentage of each of the cooks. So um, there's more information about both of these things if you want to book a cook or become a cook at ihatecooking.com.au, which is I-H, like, like me, then the letter eight, cooking.com.au. So I-H-8, cooking.com.au. And I've also got an interview to share with you with a real life Primalista, Primalista Tegs, 
as I call her, but her real name's Terry Allen. And she's from South Caulfield in Victoria. And we're celebrating, or we just celebrated actually a couple of months ago, by the time you listen to this, um, Terry's first primiversary. And I just realized that we've got our completely own made up language. So instead of franchisee, we say primalista. And instead of um, first year anniversary, we say primiversary. <laughs> just like some little um, crazy group of women with their own language. <laughs> so um, I want to play that to you too. So that's going to play first. That's an interview with Terry and she's going to tell you um, why she became a primalista, what, what she enjoys, what she doesn't enjoy. Um, and it's just a really good insight into a real life primal alternative producer and how that works. And then we're going to follow on with the interview with the fabulous Beck. So two for one today. How awesome. I hope you love the show. I'm so grateful that you're here. If you like this show, please give it a five star reverting. That's another made up word. Why bother saying review and rating? Just say reverting. If you could leave me a five star reverting, I'd be so grateful. Love you. Here I am with Primalista Terry from Victoria, South Caulfield, in fact. Hello, Tegs. That's what I like to call you, isn't it? Welcome, welcome. Hi, H. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being brave enough to volunteer yourself for a primiversary interview because I know most Primalistas are too scared to do it. So good on you, taking one for the team. <laughs> No worries. I'm I'm too lazy to type anything and I'd rather talk. So here, here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. So let's start with, if you could tell us a bit about you, about your home, your job, your family, and what a typical day looks like for Terry. All right. So I'm a diabetes researcher uh, by trade. So I'm a scientist. So I'm not a baker. I'm not artistic or anything like that. But uh, I also have a number of small jobs that I do. I'm a level crossing supervisor of the schools. I teach a bit of scuba diving. So my days can vary quite a bit. I have my partner, Jeff, no kids, lost my dog last year. Uh, And, yeah, I I got into the uh, Primalista way of life, uh, obviously, um, a year ago. Cool. There we go. And it's so good to have you on board. So tell us a little bit about how you came across Primal Alternative and the Primalista opportunity. Yeah, so I found out about uh, the Primal Alternative via the uh, quirky um, mailing list. I was on their email list and I had been thinking a little bit about a small business, um, uh, looking at sort of coffee vans and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things, but nothing too serious. And then this popped up out of the blue. And I thought, oh, okay. So, yeah, so I looked into it and I think I tried to lurk around the quirky Facebook site. I remember you came on, Helen, and I was trying to I was trying to ask questions about it without you knowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just remembered that. It was quite funny and you were very good. You were stalking me. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was a few primalistas on there and I can't remember who it was now. Maybe Shelley. Yeah, it's too long ago. Um, yeah, and then uh, then you had the I think you had the offer where yeah the uh, price was going to go up etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So I had to make a quick decision and I talked to my partner and um, yeah signed up. I think oh I think it was only a week or two later. So yeah. in, uh, you didn't in waste any time. 
Yeah, that was good. Now that was when I, when um, Primal Alternative G hit the GST threshold, and it was like, okay, it's going. The price, so the franchise price hasn't gone up. Um, even when I did like the you know the first franchise ever here in in my yeah. local town, like it was it's was still five thousand dollars, but it's just with the GST, and so everyone was like, we don't want to pay oh, the yeah. GST. So, <laughs> so that was a, it. Was a great incentive. <laughs> Lots of people signed up in yeah. in that month after the quirky promo. That was cool. All right. So, what appealed to you about becoming a primalista? Um, as I said before, I, I was after some sort of a small business. I was after something maybe with a little bit, you know, just a little bit of extra money. But also for me, it was a bit of filling in my time which I know for a lot of people, like, oh, I'm so time poor and whatever. But for me, I wanted something else I could do. And then when I looked into it, I thought, oh, fantastic, grain-free, whole food, you know, all the things that I, I followed and advocated. And and also you, I was really excited, of course, because you had a special range of the low-carb foods, now called the keto foods, I guess, the breads and the pizzas and things like that. So, And I thought, well, look, I may not necessarily uh, eat all the products, um, but there are certainly things there that really interest me. And then, of course, I can help other people. And uh, I've, you know, running farmers markets and things and playing shop uh, has just been so much fun. And I've actually enjoyed interacting with people probably more than I thought. I actually thought as a scientist sort of sitting behind a computer and a bench and, you know, kind of keeping to myself and, I think it's really helped me um, bring, yeah, bring out the best of me and, and interacting with people and have fantastic news this morning. I delivered to uh, a lovely local customer I've had for quite a few months that lives just near my work and I knocked on the door and an, a lady about my age, a bit older, you know, answered and I said, oh, I've got an order for Jessica here, hot cross buns and bread and yummy things. And she goes, oh, she's not here, but um, I'll take the order. And she said she's just delivered and she had a baby boy this morning. <gasps> and so I thought, oh, that's my first primal baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's I, so I, cool. I, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm already a great aunt, I think, six times. So I kind of count this baby in as, as a special one. So, Aww. yeah, so I just thought, oh, this is really about, yeah, helping people, customer service. It's, it's not just about me. Yeah. yeah. Community. It's that real community um, vibe, isn't it? And um, just being involved and getting, yeah, it's, it's the, un, I always find it's the unlikely connections that you make, you know, um, and like the events that we've done and, and even just baking for some, you know, the podcast, um, Primal Alternative podcast guests and things like that, that you meet these people that you wouldn't have met before. And yeah, I, I, I'm like you, you know, I'm a bit of a, um, a bit of an ambivert really. So there's a bit of me that just likes to stay at home with no brown makeup on and just like work behind my computer. But there's another part of me that really enjoys that social immersion of markets and being part of something a bit bigger, which I think is, is good that you get that with, with primal alternative. Mm, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. So what would you say, you've already told us a little bit about how being a primalista fits into your working life, but what I'd love to know, Tegs, is how often do you bake and what's your favorite product to bake? So if I have markets on, I would probably bake, um, so say it's a Saturday market, I'd probably spend 
sort of Thursday, Friday baking. Um, as I said before, I'm, a, I'm lucky. I've sort of got a fair bit of time up my hand. So I try not to compress it into too small a time. I like to sort of take my time, enjoy the bake and mm. not be too pressured. Um, week to week without the market, uh, at the moment, of course, we've got a lot of online <laughs> orders. So <laughs> yesterday was about uh, a 10-hour day. Um, but wow. yeah, look, normally... You know, it might be two or three hours, I'd say, on a Wednesday, maybe a few more hours on a Thursday. Um, and then if I can and they're local, I'll try and, you know, deliver local if, if possible. Um, yeah, so I, I can do quite a few hours and obviously busy with events and markets, but other, other times it's, yeah, it's just a few hours a week. It really depends on – I've got quite a few local people as well, so I, I go around and deliver to them. So, yeah. Cool. So is, is your favourite product, is it going to be one of the low-carb fat and seedy ranges or something different that you like to make the most? Um, I, I do like making, yeah, I like the fat and seedy. I mean, definitely because it's the one I also like to, like to eat. Mm. Um, and it's pretty, it's, it's nice and easy. Um, I actually quite like making the chocolate chip cookies. I find the, the, I like the, you know, the rolling and the, and the, I, I actually play a bit of a game. Um, it's a bit sort of silly, but <laughs> I try to get see how many I can get on thirty grams. I think it's the scientist in me. So uh, <laughs> when I used to work with my my boss a lot, who's a doctor, and we'd be doing something very sort of tedious or something, he'd always make a game of it. And I sort of thought about that, and I thought, oh, okay, let's see how many I can get within thirty, thirty one grams. I look, I know it's so nerdy, but it kind of gives you something else to think about. <laughs> Totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, um, I, look, everything's easy. And, and you know, when, when you said, when you originally sort of uh, talked to me about becoming a Primalista, um, the measure, mix and bake thing for me is, is fantastic. You know, I don't have to really be artistic. I don't have to think about, you know, is this right, is this cooked or whatever. It's, it's all pretty, it's all very straightforward and the recipes um, are very good. You know, plus we all get a chance to help each other as primalistas. And, I mean, one thing I haven't mentioned is, you know, how fantastic it is being able to uh, work with all the other primalistas when we did the wellness event last year and, and chatting on Facebook and our messenger groups and all helping each other. And we're hoping, we're planning a get-together of, of the Victorian girls soon. Um, so that's actually a huge part of it as well. Yeah, that community, it's so good. And our um, Primalista Facebook group, it's so engaging, isn't it? Like there's so, there's so much goes on in there. And, you know, right from, you know, somebody finding a, like you did, you found a, a hack with the triple chop keto cookies. You found a better way to make them, which you've shared with everyone. So now it's like, you know, it's streamlined. And I, I've always said from the start, you know, like innovation is inevitable when you've got a group of just incredible women together like that we're always going to be finding improvements and have new ideas and um it's just a beautiful place to come and have events when things are going wrong like when Kerry's yeah weren't working the other day and she she did a little posted a video and she had a little rant and she cracked a cookie on the video she kind of like cracked the shits in there and then she felt better that so she got that out and she was like right I've had my I've had my vent and now I'm ready to find a solution it's so funny it's such I a, mean the the, the diversity of people you know the, yeah. the skill sets of you know 
uh, bookmakers and, uh, and, and, you know, real bakers and um, uh, costing experts and <laughs> bloody scientists and, yeah, whatever. Like it's really, it's, it is amazing. It's not just a group of people trying to cook. It's people no. with all sorts of skills and all sorts of backgrounds, which is great. Yeah, and, the, and we've all had some kind of, you know, we're all on some kind of health journey and that's really what pulls us all. That's our common ground, but that, we're all on that health journey and we're all wanting to um, share what we've learned and, and make it a bit easier for other people, yeah, which is great. Absolutely. And I was just thinking about your, um, your customer who's just had the baby. Congratulations to your customer who's had the baby. But I was just thinking, OMG, I wish I had some primal alternative hot cross buns and fruit toast in the freezer when I just had my newborns because you're starving all the time and just you're just always eating with one hand, you know, and it's just that sort of yummy food, just what you need when you're, yeah, so that's great that you dropped off to her today. That's so exciting. I love yeah. that. Well, her, and exactly, her mum said to me exactly that. She goes, oh, this is fantastic. She's all stocked up, ready to go when she gets home. Because I said, oh, it's a shame, you know, I've missed her. But she goes, no, no, this will be good timing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was a dozen hot cross buns sitting there. She she actually ordered two two packets of six, which are Ugh. brilliant, and uh, and cookies and, yeah, all yummy treats, which is Perfect. Really She'll be able to have a feet up and just have some yummy food. Perfect. I love it. Now, tell us about your stockists on markets. I know you're more of a markets girl than a stockist girl and I'd love you to share the story of why um yeah so (laughs) I've I've got a lot of potential stockers around me um and I have I I love the markets because I love the interaction and I sort of I think for me I kind of like that I'm in control in the in a way uh with the stockers it's sort of for me it's not I kind of have to hand it over to someone else it's a bit hard to explain um, I mean, I'd still like to get some stockers. I have uh, an online stockist who I've developed a really good relationship with, and he also provides me mm. provides the prime listers with some ingredients. So that's that's really good. Mm. Um, uh, and I do travel quite a bit. I, you know, I'm sort of pretending to be semi-retired. So <laughs> for me at the moment, um, kind of having that control of when I when I need to bake and whatever. Uh, really suits me. I think in the future, if I got other stockers, I'd then, you know, I'd like to have some other primalistas around me to, to back me up. Mm. And I have that at the moment. I have Paula uh, does some of my markets, which is really good. But um, yeah, I don't want to have a whole lot of things in the in the fire and then not be able to, you know, deliver all the time. So, and that's what's really good. I mean, you can choose what you want to do. Um, and the online shop for me is, is a fantastic stockist. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy with that. That's awesome. So tell us about your, give your markets a shout out and your, your online stockist as well, if you wouldn't mind naming them and that would be great. We can give them a shout out. Yeah, so my online stockist is Real Food for Life and they're based in uh, north of Melbourne uh, called uh, in Doreen, but they're actually online. And it's run by a father and daughter. Uh, David awesome. is the father and I met him online. And he has a 17-year-old daughter and he's actually set this uh, little business up for her, which is Aww. pretty amazing. Uh, um, and my two markets are Bond Beach Market, which is uh, south of Melbourne uh, by the seaside, um, and that's the second Sunday of the month. And my other market is Bentley Market, 
both farmers markets, uh, approved farmers markets, and it is the uh, third Saturday of the month. I get about we get about nine hundred to a thousand people come, wow. and so uh, they're uh, yeah they're terrific markets, really well managed, and um, yeah, I buy lots of my produce there to put into the breads, such awesome. as uh, zucchini. Perfect, perfect. All right, so we just got three more questions to go. So and um, these ones are a little bit more probing, I guess. But um, what would you say you love the most about being prim- a primalista? I'm just going to get this door because it's banging. But you, you answer me. What's your what do you love the most about being a primalista? <laughs> okay, what do I love the most? I think it's just the. Um, Probably the interaction with people. Um, it's just, it's just as I said, being a, you know a bit of a boring scientist sitting behind a computer. I actually really enjoying helping people on the health journey, and um, and meeting different people from you know different parts of the world that I probably wouldn't normally interact with. So that's been really fun. Cool. And what don't you enjoy about being a primalista? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talentins that stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, how annoying! <laughs> no, um, ooh, this is hard. Um, yeah, look, I think it's just uh, sometimes we get a bit frustrated. You know, if something doesn't work properly, um, and then yeah, you just think, God, oh, this is not the end of the earth. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so so not 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 too much at all. I mean, everything is fantastic at the moment with Pete Evans and. And uh, everything booming, so yeah, sure is, sure is. And what I love the most about that, um, th- that whole uh, massive, uh, you know, yeah, what would be the word explosion that we've had really over the last couple of days, is that it's not sort of fallen on on anybody's one shoulders. You know, we've we've all taken turns to answer to all the Instagram comments, the emails, the Facebook comments post on his page post on our page and you know like I've right gone right I've, that's me answered the Facebook comments right now I'm gonna go on to the Pete post I'm like oh you've already done it or Eric has been there or Kyra's done it or Shelly you know like we've all we're all helping each other out and we've all got each other's backs which is I've never really come across any kind of business model like that it's like well it's either your business or it's her business and but well, we're all in this together and um it's great. Like I just, I love that. And like oh, when, yeah. we, when we did the wellness summit in Melbourne last year, you know, we all got together and everyone worked out who was baking what. And we, and then, you know, I remember at the end of the show, we had some fat and seedy bread left over and you were going around selling it at wholesale price, trying to get rid of it. Just walking around with the, come and get your fat and seedy bread. It's on special. <laughs> <laughs> some of the primalists would, would be seen dead doing that, but you were like, come on, let's you know what it is i'm old enough now that i don't care you don't like, give it what's that saying dance like no one's watching I yeah we yeah, clean the bread you. i do that at markets occasionally now i just go <laughs> right i've got to get rid of it all hey well it no, works good fun it works oh, you sold them yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious it's hilarious yeah. and so the, the closing question is what is would be your most favorite um primal alternative related memory from the last 12 months and where do you see yourself going in the next 12 months and we can review it at your second primaversary (laughs) (laughs) um i would say the wellness summit 
just because we finally uh, got to meet uh, everyone face to face. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, And it's forged great relationships, um, particularly, well, particularly for the Victorians, but it was also fantastic to meet, um, you know, like Chicken from WA and, and a few others that, you know, oh, Gita, of course, yeah. and Nadia, and yeah, so, you know, it's so weird, the Facebook virtual, you know, world, <laughs> and then, but to be able to actually, you know, your real people, and, and yourself, you know, and, and yeah, I just, I, I think you then, it's, it, those, those relationships are so important, because now you're, you know, you're helping each other, and, and, yeah, like our, our admin group that we all look after, the online shop, he was talking about collaboration. And like yesterday there was two of us just having crazy bake days. And so the others all just looked after everything and said, okay, this is in, this is in. Mm. And then we now today we've swapped roles, you know. And because we all know what a, you know, a big bake day is like, we go, right, okay, I've got your back. I've got your back. You, you keep baking and I'll keep doing this. Awesome. So that is just amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. And what about the next 12 months? Are you going to come to the summit in August this year, do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope the dates all work out. And, um, yes, and if there's any other, I think we're still looking at a couple of other events, mm. maybe uh, later on in the year. And, uh, yeah, so I'd like to grow the business a bit more and um, maybe look at some more stockists and, uh yeah, some more events because they're certainly fun. They bring bring back the fat was uh, was fabulous, yeah. uh, and that was really nice to meet to meet Kerry as a new prime minister and show her a few things. So yeah, that was good. awesome. That's awesome, Terry. Thank you so much for your time today. And what are you going to go and do now after this interview? If you got anything <laughs> special lined up, put your hat well, on. Put I'm your hat go- on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's at the back. I'm going to grab my hat and my whistle and my stop sign and my flags and I'm going to go and look after some uh, some kindergarten children and some young primary school kids and I'm going to help them cross the road safely. <laughs> awesome. And, and another great contribution to the community. Terry, thank you so much for all that you do. You're an absolute asset to Primal Alternative and I love you being there and look forward to, yeah, enjoying then the upcoming year with you. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, H. Bye. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Beck from I Hate Cooking. I can't wait to interview you. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> I'm really good. I'm really good. How are you? I'm really well. I'm well rested. We've just had a holiday and I've come back and I've caught up on all my sleep and catching up on all the work that we missed. So yeah, great week. Awesome. Now, before we get into you and I Hate Cooking and this incredible business concept that you've got and how it all works, (laughs) tell me what you had for breakfast. Uh, This morning I had a boiled egg. I think the catalyst for that is that if my daughter, my teenager, doesn't eat, if I don't do something for her, she doesn't eat. So we both had a boiled egg this morning. Just absolutely going crazy, lording it up with a boiled egg. (laughs) Yes. 
I had an early lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I had an early lunch. Very boring, I'm afraid. I love a green smoothie in the morning, though. There's some fantastic green smoothie recipes out there, and I really, really enjoy, you know, the ginger and the the spinach and putting in some of the essential oils and really, like, beefing it up with lots and lots of greens, and that's my veggies every day. So that's what I would normally have for breakfast in the morning. But today you went for the egg option. I love a hard-boiled egg. We've always got them in our fridge because they're just... (laughs) They're just such an easy, just snack. Just there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And recipe testing today. We recipe Mm -hmm. test on a Thursday and Friday, so I knew that there would be food later, not too later on. So (laughs) That's a good idea. And then you can have all of that food for the weekend. And is that how it works? Yeah. We have a fairly big crowd around here on a, on a Thursday or Friday. Either one day we do our, it's our office day, we do it here at home and we um, always test a recipe. So that involves photographing the ingredients and photographing the finished product and everybody enjoying it and making sure that it's, it's good enough for the menu. So it was a vegetable bake today, which was really delicious, I must say. Mm. Might put that one on my me- on my menu. But before we, we go any further, and people are going, what are they talking about? Tell us how. Tell us a bit about your background and how I Hate Cooking started. Oh, I Hate Cooking. What a story! It's just been one of those stories where I look back now and I just go, oh, that's why that happened. I've really just seen it all come to fruition um, over a couple of years now. We're two years old um, last month. But I had a background, I think I've always worked with women. So I worked with women in the beauty industry and then I had, um, I went to London for a few years and I came back and I opened a women's gym and then after that I had my second child. So I had a couple of years off and then I came across the Thermomix and I was like, I could sell those. I could sell those to everybody. Everybody <laughs> has to have a Thermomix. So I worked with Thermomix for um, five years. I still have a small role as a consultant, but it's not my priority anymore. I still love my Thermomix and promote it everywhere. Um, I was three or four years in a leadership role with with them. And then I came across, I was working with a um, a group of women in my church and it was the first time that we'd ever met. And one of my, one of the girls that I met there, who is now a very dear friend of mine, when we went around the room and introduced ourselves, she introduced herself as hi, I'm Di and I'm from Paddington and I've got a little girl and I hate cooking. And the passion that was in her voice when she said that, like we still always (laughs) laugh about it because she just had this thing about, she hated it. And I didn't tell her any, I just thought at the time, I was like, oh yeah, you need a Thermomix. Um, About six months later, she was working full-time and her, her husband's father um, his wife had a had a stroke or something. I know, actually, she got Alzheimer's, and mm. uh, she and my my girlfriend Di was cooking for them, and I was just horrified. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But you hate cooking, <laughs> and so I said to her, "Look, why don't you have a look through this website?" grab some recipes, I'll send you a shopping list and I'll come over and I'll come and cook for you. And within the week I was over there, I rocked up with my two Thermomixers. They'd never seen a Thermomix before, so they were super impressed. Rocked up with my two Thermomixers and I cooked up a storm. We did five dishes. It took about three and a half hours and that was essentially the first ever cook that took place for I Hate Cooking. Hmm. So at the end of it, I said to her, there's a market for this. And she's like, oh, my goodness, there is such a market for this. So we had a good giggle about it and I went home and I dwelled on it a little bit. And then on the Friday night, I said to my husband, I've got this business idea. I think we need to, I want to tell you about it. 
And he had no idea of what had happened when I'd first met Di. And he said to me, I told him the story and I told him what the concept was. And he said to me at the end of it, and this will just give you goosebumps. He's like, oh my goodness, we can call it I Hate Cooking. (laughs) I just, I still get goosebumps now when I talk about it because that is how the name came into being. And we had a name before we had a business. So we had, we had a concept, but we didn't have anything else. We just like, right, this is what we're going to do. And this is what it's going to be called. And we'll just build from that. So that was, that was July, 2000 or June, 2016. And we launched in February, 2017. I did four cooks in my first month and I was like, where are all these people? <laughs> where are all our bookings? Well, I don't understand. This is ridiculous. Anyway, um, I think this month just gone. Well, we're not quite finished yet. We're on 183 bookings for March. So huge wow. growth, two years, um, 40 cooks around the country talking to new people all the time and just really excited to see how it's evolved over that period of time. It's been a, a, quite an incredible journey. Amazing, amazing. And um, I've got to share a, a story with you. Um, I was going for my, um, I have a Pilates uh, instructor and um, uh-huh. I went for my session with her um, the other week and I was just telling her how, you know, I uh, got a bit of help around the home this year so far. So I've got, you know, Kira Lee comes to do my cooking and I've got a cleaner and they're amazing. And just to have that like for me on my health journey, just to have that help with the domestic stuff, even though I felt like for a long time that who was I to get someone to help me, you know, everyone else just gets on with it. I should just get on with it. Even though I was completely frazzled doing that and running a business and being a mom and all those things. And I want to get into that as a little bit as well, but I was telling my um, Pilates instructor and she said, she was like, oh my goodness, she's got four kids. Her husband works away. She's a university lecturer. She teaches Pilates. She has lots of one-on-one clients. Like she's so busy. She's so busy. And, uh, and yeah. I told her about your service and, um, and she was like literally teared up. And I said, guess what the company's <laughs> call? And she went, what? And I said, I hate cooking. And she went, oh my God, it's called I hate cooking. And I was like, yep. And, and she just like the name, like, it's almost like, it's crazy. Cause you know, your cooks have got, I hate cooking on their aprons. I'm like, well, that's daft because you obviously like cooking, but <laughs> we, we hate yes. cooking. <laughs> but, but it's, it's such a, such a cool business name and it really sticks in your head, you know? So I you're love... not going to forget it, are you? <laughs> no, no, you're not going to forget no. it. So tell us a little bit about how it works. Um, okay. So essentially our customers, they either find us through Facebook or through referral. Um, they go onto our website and they book a cook. So they go on there, they choose the um, cook that's local to them. They choose a date that suits them. Then they fill in a basic form and it's got a little bit about any allergies that they've got, any ways of eating that they adhere to. Um, they choose their menu when they make their booking. So they can go through, they can choose either their three or their five dishes. We've got a few add-ons. You can get sides done at the time. You can get an additional dish. We can provide containers. Uh, we can do online shopping if needed. So they're all the additional add-ons that you can have. But the basic service is five dishes and you get a minimum of five serves for each of those dishes. Then on the day of the appointment, before the prior to the appointment, about four or five days out, we send them their shopping list. So that's all done by my girls here that work with me. Uh, we send them a shopping list. My little 
my little um, shopping angels. I love them. They really help me out. They, um, they, we basically, if they've got any allergies, we let them know that they can make any substitutions and things like that. And then on the day we rock up and we do the cooking. So we package it however they would like it packaged and then we clean up and that's a big plus. Everybody's quite shocked that we can actually leave the kitchen usually better than we found it. That's so true. that's part of the service. Yeah. I can vouch for that. And also don't forget that if you, like on my first cook, I wanted to make it like as hard as possible to kind of justify the fact that, you know, <laughs> that I paid for someone else to do the cooking or kind of like make it hard for myself so that I didn't book it again. Do you know, do you know, do you know do <laughs> we do those weird sabotage things? Like, well, yeah, I, might as well, yeah. I might as well just do it myself, you know, like that silly <laughs> mentality. But when I, next time I was like, look, I'm just going to pay $20 for you guys to do the shop. And so yeah, and you, you know, guys do the, the shop. shop. Yeah, we, we try and do it, make it as simple as possible. And we find that for a lot of our aged care customers or our NDIS participants, like going to the supermarket just isn't something that they can achieve easily. So providing that service is next level, next level for them. And yeah, we have about, about 30, about 30% of the people that book with us actually get us to do the shopping as well. And they're always amazed at how reasonable it is. So we send a list in advance and say, you know, is there anything that you don't need off the list? You know, often we've got a lot of the sauces and things already in the fridge. So we take all those things off the list. So we just buy what you need and your shop will cost around about, depending on the menu that you choose, your shopping will cost around about a hundred to $120 for a full cook. So, which is so reasonable. And like, I don't know about you or, you know, we're a family of four, but whenever we step foot in a supermarket, you're looking at three, $400. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <Then> some, yeah. <laughs> yeah every week, every week. And then probably a couple of stops at the, um, you know, local shops for the odd bits and bobs of a bit more fruit or whatever that, you know, that you run out of through the week but what I found is with um I hate cooking is it's actually really um budget friendly and economical in the sense that you know we're not going to the supermarket every Saturday you know like that that's taken care of so we I just do like a um online shop once a month now you know for like cat food tins of coconut milk yeah, that kind of thing all the essentials yeah. exactly exactly and you know if anything's missing from your shop we'll pick it up on the way you know we're not gonna not cook it for you just because it's not there well you know we usually know especially with the online shops we get the notification if something's not available so we will grab it on the way for you that's so good and when amanda first rang me to get my credit card details to pay for the first online shop she said to me and i nearly cried is there anything else you'd like me to add to this shop for you <laughs> <laughs> we buy all sorts of things. We buy nappies and we buy finished tablets and we buy toilet paper. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just like, stop it. Like, stop it. You're going to make me cry. I can't handle this much love and like somebody doing all this, you know. So tell me a little bit about who your customers are. Like who buys, who has a home cook come around and cook meals for them? Oh. Wow, that's so broad now. We used to, I mean, the, the whole idea was for busy families, um, but it's definitely moved into more of the help industry. Um, I always, I have a little bit of a, a motto that people don't need us all of the time, but everybody needs us some of the time. And it's amazing how many people say to me, like, oh, I don't hate cooking. I could never use your service. So that's no good to me because I love cooking. And then it's like, oh, so what if, 
somebody in your family ended up in hospital or what if all of a sudden, you know, there was a death in the family or there's so many reasons. People that love cooking doesn't mean that they love cooking all the time and it doesn't mean so that like, being able to cook really healthy meals are accessible to them all the time. So um, everybody, it started off for busy couples, that first couple that I cooked for, busy couple, both working. Um, now it's moved into very much the help industry. So we do a lot of work for the NDIS um, as it's rolled as it's been rolled out about around the country. We're just getting so many inquiries from people that are in really, really sad and tragic situations and just can't cook for themselves. So then we've got our gift vouchers. We sell loads of gift vouchers to that it's the perfect um, baby shower gift. Like everybody pitches in and buys a cook for the new for the new mum. People that have got a, a mum going through chemo or a family member going through chemo, they'll they'll pitch in and have us go over and cook the meal so they don't have to think about you know hospital food, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so many reasons, you know, so many people. We've got our um, we've cooked. We've got customers that are restaurateurs and chefs themselves. But, you know, come home, I, I can relate to not, not wanting to cook when I come home. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, you hear the story about the chef never cooking in their own kitchen. So we get to go and do that for them. So they love, they love the food and it's good healthy food and it's all cooked from scratch and they know what they're eating. Oh, it's a great idea. It's such a good idea. And yeah. tell us a little bit more about NDIS. Like what does that mean and, and, and um, what sort of people, I, I don't really understand what NDIS is. If you would okay, so the NDIS hasn't quite rolled out in your area yet, so we're looking forward to having them being able to offer that in the area that you live in. But the NDIS stands for the National Disability Insurance Scheme, and it's basically replacing all of the other disability um, services. The funding that disabled people used to get was always very complicated and it was governed by the different states. And what's happened now is the NDIS has started and it's been rolled around, rolled out around the country over the last couple of years and it's going to keep going until next year um, in different areas. And basically your funding is allocated to you based on what your goals are. So, you know, if your goal is independence and you want to live in your own environment, you want to, you don't want to move into like disabled people sometimes have to live in shared living. Um, If you want to live in your own environment, then, the government will give you funding to help achieve those goals. So over time, your funding will change. Every year, they'll give you different funding for different things. But whatever it is that's helping you to achieve your independence is what they're going to give you the funding for over time. So it's it's for disabled people. And that's just not people with um, intellectual disabilities. It's also people that have had injuries. Anybody that's had like something that is ongoing, it's not curable basically. They can get their NDIS funding. They set up their goals and what they want to achieve. If it's reasonable and necessary, then the government will give them the funding to have those services. Um, so it's everything from having a bed that sits up by itself to wheelchairs to it might be teaching people to cook or it might be teaching them how to like doing swimming lessons, anything that they can do that will help to help them to achieve their goals. The government helps them to pay for. So the NDIS for us, I mean, I'd never heard of the NDIS when we first started, I hate cooking and it was just starting to roll out. And now I'm, all over it because we've had to learn uh, very quickly how it all works because in every state it's different like it's quite remarkable how it can vary so much for something that is a a government 
institution. It does very, very much so around the country. Um, applying for NDIS in WA was like having an audit before we even started. So, yeah, we've, we've, had, to, we've had to learn all those <laughs> type of things along the way. Yeah, that wasn't fun, but we got there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, working and I think what, what we really love, our NDIS customers are just so thankful. Like, you know, they can have meals delivered, but to have somebody to actually come along and cook for them and cook to their dietary requirements, A, but, you know, a lot of kids nowadays that have got autism and that sort of thing, they have problems with texture and the like. So to have somebody that can actually chop, chop vegetables up so small that they, uh, they don't even know they're in there, the mums are just so excited that they can get vegetables into their kids. There's, oh, it's just, I just, there's just so many wonderful, wonderful stories that I could tell you about our NDIS participants and just how thankful and loving and kind they are and how we're just so happy to be able to help them. Oh, that's, oh, that's just gorgeous. That really, just really, really resonates with me to be able to, there's some magic in home cooked food from scratch, you know, yes. like, we, yeah. we, there's conveniences out there, right? We all know we can go into the frozen food section of the supermarket and get something that's been, you know, made in a factory. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but made in a factory, you know, put in a plastic container, stuck in deep freeze. Like we can do that. We can heat that up in the microwave. We've all got that. That's been around for years, right? Yeah. But I don't yeah. know about you, but it just doesn't appeal to me. And even though there's some really good healthy versions of that on the market now, it just doesn't appeal to me. But to have... Somebody that you like, you get to know your cook, right? Because she comes to your house. Yes. Yeah. Like, the way that you describe it as like a cleaner comes and cleans, we come yep. and, cook and clean up afterwards, which is seriously the best thing. Because when Kira Lee, who's my cook, when she comes, there's food everywhere. There's Thermomix is going over there. <laughs> Thermomix is going over there. It's all happening. And um, then when she leaves, it's like nothing. She wasn't here. Nobody was there. <laughs> except I've suddenly got, you know, um, 12 containers full of amazing food, which I've picked. And also, you know, I'm pretty fussy about what I eat. Like if there's lime juice, I don't want it out of a carton. I want it from a fresh lime. I don't want ginger paste. Exactly. I want fresh ginger. Yes. You know, I don't yes. want soy sauce. I want tamari, organic, you know. So all of those sorts of things um, are totally accommodatable and you get to know Kelly and she, like it literally feels like, and this might be a bit over the top, but I think you'll get it. When I open my freezer and I see all these little parcels from Kira Lee in there, I'm just like, it's just like this biggest feeling of like having a big sister or like, you know, like your mum's cooked for you or your, your auntie or your gran or somebody is like just helping you out. And at the end of the day, yep. like I've always like done everything from scratch, always myself, like made it really hard for myself basically. But at the end of the day, like when the kids come back from school and everything's sort of wrapping up in my business, the last thing I feel like doing, like even though like it's almost embarrassing to publicly admit it, the last thing I feel like doing is getting everything out from scratch and cooking, but it's done. And we can be, and yes. it's different flavors to what I would normally cook. So it's been, oh, this is, you know, more sort of like Thai inspired stuff that we wouldn't normally make. You know, I'm a bit more of a like meat and veg girl. And it's like this, this pad Thai is amazing. Or these Vietnamese chicken wings are incredible. You know, it's just, it really, it's almost like eating out, but it's room service and it's a fraction. Yeah. Oh, yes. I haven't <laughs> thought of that. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> it sounds like a big advertisement, yeah. this podcast, but it's not. It's like, it's a serious, the reason I've got Beck on the show is because she's taken a passion 
that involves food and turned it into a business, which I'm all about. And it's a business that's serving the community and helping others to, to make, you know, cooking from scratch and eating real food more doable and that's what we need more of and it's also yeah it's also providing an employment opportunity for women who've got a thing for food that not necessarily done work in a cafe and be far away from home you know so so anyway so i'm a fan right i'm sold i'm booked (laughs) fortnightly until leave leaves town forever yeah forever Forever. I'm i'm a fan but tell us what sort of things can we order like what's on the menu Oh, so we've got, I think, about 80 dishes on the menu. We've got everything from frittatas and breakfast cereals and hold on, I'm just going to, this is going to sound really sad, I'm just going to bring our menu up because you put me on this. You can't remember them at all. I know people say to me, where are your stockers? I don't don't know. There's 200 of them. I don't know who's the nearest one to you. Go and look it up. Exactly. Fortunately, the home page is the menu, so we don't have to go too far. So, you know, look, we've got old favourites like your butter chicken and your meatballs and your spaghetti bolognese sauce. And I have to give Joe a shout out. Um, Joe, quirky Joe, she's our spaghetti bolognese uh, queen. <laughs> it's the one. It's one of one of two recipes that are on our website that aren't actual like go to thermomix recipes. They're they're um, recipes that have been created by other people, but her bolognese is just so amazing so we call that auntie joe's bolognese yeah. we've got um our lamb and feta meatballs we've got a cacciatore we've got fantastic shepherd's pie and we also do a um a low carb shepherd pie so that's made with cauliflower mash instead of potato mash um lots of curries and thai inspired dishes as you said lots of dishes for the meat lovers you know chicken and lots of chorizo we love we all love chorizo Mm. um there's a few pasta dishes most of our menu is just incidentally gluten-free we unless they obviously have have um the pasta in them most of them are actually made gluten-free we've got a few really beautiful salads our pomegranate and pumpkin salad is yum um we've got a few of the traditional thermomix salads like like our beetroot salads and coleslaws and our chicken and pumpkin salad, which are always really, really popular in summer. And then we've got soups and risottos and beef dishes. And then you can have cakes and scrolls and, um, you know, little uh, sweet potato slices and our grain-free rolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that um, you know about grain-free rolls and grain-free cooking, but our grain-free rolls are amazing. And I love that you can just freeze them and they take about three minutes to defrost. That's so funny because um, I we don't sell we don't have a, a roll in the primal alternative range, and I, I can make them. You know, there's a Pete's got a really good um, uh, recipe for grain free buns, but it's a bit of a faff. <laughs> and, and sometimes yeah. I just really fancy like a burger, but I'm not into yes. lettuce lettuce buns like that. Just doesn't cut it. Like I want a bun bun, and uh, yep. and so I saw that you had the grain free rolls. I was like, oh my gosh, yes! Yeah. So we ordered some of them, and it came in really handy actually because we had a couple of barbecues that weekend, and I could take some of the buns and just put some of the barbecue meat in, and just feel like I was having so a quick and easy. roll. Yeah, I wasn't like Hold together really nicely. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. And but poor Kira, well. yep. poor Kira Lee had never made them before. Like, so she had to practice them on the weekend. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe that I have to bake these grain-free buns for the grain-free baking queen and I was like oh, I didn't know that I didn't think of the pressure that she would be under it's like it's not a test uh, you're, 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 I hate, you're I hate cooking cook not a primalista it's okay 
do have, um, yeah, we do have a really fantastic Facebook page for our crew and we all jump on there and whenever there's any hints and tips and things, I'm pretty sure that Curly would have been asking about the grain-free rolls and what do I need to know before I go and bake them for the grain-free queen. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. And so more recently we've just started our um, our low-carb menu, which has got a lot more low-carbohydrate options. So that's just for people that really want to do the whole keto thing and don't have the time to do it. So we send out the macros for that so that they can pop them in my fitness pal if they want to. And um, they can, they just have to basically say how many serves they had. So we've got about, I think, 40 dishes on the menu. We've just taken a few of our regular dishes and just changed them into completely, um, completely low carb. And then we've got a few new ones as well, really yummy frittata and a lasagna that uses zucchini instead of, how did that go? Have you had that lasagna? I think you ordered a lasagna with your um, grain-free pastry. Was that right? Yeah, I wanted to do. I thought, oh, goodness. Yeah. If you use the, if you're using Joe's um, bolognese sauce, then we're using Joe's <laughs> grain-free pastry. It's like a total quirky lasagna. It's like going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we didn't actually do that this time. I can't remember why. I think there was some glitch with. We couldn't get the right meat or something. Something happened. But this um, this cook, I got done some butter chicken, chicken cacciatore. There's lots of chicken because that's just easy. Uh, so what else did we get? Butter chicken, kitchen, chicken cacciatore, pad thai, chicken uh, Vietnamese winglet things because they're just like oh, yeah. crack. Yep. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. And then we got the low-carb low shepherd's pie, which is just comfort food list like it's so good and you know what like I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but um we get 10 meals like we're a family of four one like I eat I've got a good appetite my husband's like a rugby player so he like he eats he's not some kind of skinny man you know he's got a good appetite and then Sam's 12 and eating more than me and Millie's nine and she's got a good appetite as well and that feeds like one meal does us two meals and I just um usually bulk it up with some carbs like you know um potatoes for them or um rice for them um and then just just a massive um as you usually do like a big pan of um you know in-season veggies to go with it and that's us done like Great. just yeah. amazing Fantastic. so so she comes so Kirli comes once a fortnight and i pretty much don't have to cook so that's 10 10 dinners and that's life-changing how much time does that save it's it's huge. It's life changing in so many different ways. Like ways that you wouldn't even think that to put on your website of how it changes. But just the, the pressure of thinking about what to have, the pressure of creating a shopping list, going to the supermarket, bringing the food home, then trying to remember what you were meant to be cooking when the actual night turns up, then cooking it, then trying to get everyone to eat it, and then clean. Oh, do you know? It just it, it never it never ends. It's just this constant chore. <laughs> You know, and like to have, to have it done is literally, it's like just as if you're on holiday or something, that's the feeling that like my stress levels have gone down hugely. I've had some big improvements in my health. My hormone levels have changed, like everything just from. Amazing. That's such good feedback. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to share it with the world. It's such a bloody good idea, but this is all sounding too good to be true, right? Like people will be thinking, oh, well, that sounds like it's all right for her. It must be some kind of premium service. But tell us a bit about the cost spec because the costs are totally doable. 
Yeah, so I, it was really important to me to keep it cost effective. Um, I, I just found when I was setting it up, I tried to work out how I could make it beneficial for both our cooks, but then also so that long term we would actually be able to make an income out of it. You know, I stepped down from my leadership role with Thermomix, so I really had to replace that income. Um, <clears throat> and so we've priced it in such a way that you can do part of it yourself. Like if you want us to do, we do the mains and then you can do the sides or we can do the sides for you. So there's a few different options there. So a mini cook, which is three dishes and you get a minimum of five serves of each. But as you just said, you're eating it over two nights. So that's what eight serves. Mm. Um, that's $110. So you get three different dishes and you get a minimum five large serves of each. Let's say five large adult serves of each meal. And that's $110. And then your add-ons for that, you can have extra sides, which are $16.50 for us to like do, you know, if you want to have rice or if you want to have mash or if you want to have some other kind of side, zucchini noodles or cauliflower mash. How good's the cauliflower mash? Um, and then we've got our full cook, which is $165 and that's five dishes. And same, you can grab those add-ons as well, or you can actually book an additional dish with that, which is an add-on is $27.50. And, um, that gives you six dishes so cost effective then you hunt yeah then you look at your um your groceries so it costs around about six dollars sixty for us to come and make each meal so i think a personal personal chef comes cooks for you six dollars sixty just it's, a no-brainer it's an investment it's an, and like you say <laughs> even, even if people aren't doing it all the time just even if you just get it once a month or something just to have a few meals in the freezer for those nights where yeah, it's just too much and you just need a hand like it's good to have it there for that sort of thing. And also um, another good opportunity to have this, and I'm really looking forward to this because I started to go away quite a bit with my business and my husband's got his own business. Uh, You know, he's a chippy, works in town and like to be out of, you know, the home working all day, then coming back and starting from scratch on dinner. I mean, my business is from home. So I've always like kind of been assumed that I've just got time to make dinner and do (laughs) Yes, it's amazing how that that goes with working at home, isn't it? (laughs) If you're just like watching Netflix all day on the couch and not that he thinks that, not that he thinks that, but I think we we kind kind of put a bit of that on on it ourselves as well, but that's another story. But but yeah, like that was, it was proven really stressful. And when I'd say, look, I've, you know, I've got to go to Melbourne for two weeks, it was the end of the world, you know, and I was like, oh God, I can't have this. I need to go out and see my peeps and and travel the country and, and, you know, I can do so much from the kitchen in Albany, but I need to get out, you know, but this time there's going to be a freezer full of meals. You can just whip out and go, here you go kids. And I Amazing. Just yeah. That's a game and we cook, we cook for a lot of like, not only FIFA, like mums that have got FIFA husbands. So they're, they're hands on when they're, when their husband's away, like for however long it is every time they've, they get, get us in to cook and they've, they don't have to worry so much about all the stuff, but they've got four, you know, three or four kids. That's, that's a full-time job on its own, totally. let alone have to worry, having to worry about cooking every day when you haven't got any extra help from your partner. But also, um, a lot of mums who actually go away themselves. So they work in, in corporate roles and they have to spend time away. I've got, I've got a good handful of customers who I've never actually met because they get me in there on the day that they've left. So they've left the key out for me in the morning. I've never met them. I've gone in and I've cooked for them while they're away. And then each time they go away, they just book me in on the day that they leave and they know that the food's taken care of for while they're gone. Brilliant. It just makes more sense to me because they're out doing what they're good at 
and getting paid for it and you're out doing what you're good at and getting paid for it too you know like you know what I mean like it's just it makes sense to me don't yeah, you think yeah like, absolutely I've also got a um a customer uh, I call him my bachelor he has got a girlfriend but he's he's <laughs> not married but <laughs> and he um he gets me in once a week I cook for him every Wednesday morning um and you know not Every, like every Wednesday I go back and we generally throw out the food that was left over from last week and it's like, oh, well, what a waste. If you knew the amount of money that he was spending on Uber Eats, it was costing him more than $150 True. a day. True, yeah. Because, you know, high, high traffic turnover in their house, so he doesn't care who eats the food, the food's just there and he, he doesn't have to order Uber Eats for everybody. So he just gets us in once a week regardless and every week I'm like, oh, would you rather have a mini cook this week? No, nah, just do the whole lot. I want it all. Mm. so he's saving he's saving so much money just by us coming once a week and him not having to order any uber eats so yeah yeah because that uber eats is brilliant and it's so convenient but to be honest like i think it's it's really hard to find something as whole food as what you guys can produce you know you can't say can i have this you know this but can you make sure you don't use seed oils and can you you know you can't do that you you can't have that control over it and he lost weight without trying. He's like, I've lost like four kilos since you've been cooking for me because mm-hmm. I'm not eating Uber Eats. And that was the only, there was no, you know, we were cooking pasta and we were cooking rice and we were cooking all high carbohydrate foods, but he lost weight because he wasn't eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I've lost weight yeah. actually, like, only like three kilos, but still a lot because, um, and I, and since I've lot. been, it is a lot in, in the short space of time. Yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah. And I put it down to, not necessarily, like, because the food is sort of similar to what I was cooking anyway, but I put it down to the stress. Like, I am a lot more yeah. ill yep. now that I've got to cook. I just feel like, oh, oh, it's just such a relief, you know? And I think that that's really helped. Well, it has. It's completely helped my, my health, you know? And I, I always think with these things, at what cost? Like, I'm so happy to pay $6.60 a serve because... I feel so much ill. And, you know, I used to feel, Beck, that, you know, um, I used to find my kids quite draining. I used to think, oh, God, oh, God, it's after school. It's (laughs) going to be such hard work. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? What I actually found is now that I'm not like, because that time of the night, you know, like witching hour, nightmare, you're trying to cook dinner, get them to wash their lunch boxes, have a shower, do their reading, do their homework. Like, there's seriously so much going on. But now that I'm not doing all of that, I'm actually not finding them draining at all. Like I'm just really in, yes. got more time to just kick back and enjoy them because I'm not yeah. so frazzled. You know? Yes. Invested in them. Isn't it? It's incredible. You know, that's, I think that's a really small cost to pay. If you work out what, it, I don't know, $33 per meal. If you were to look at spending $33 a day, five days a week, so that you could spend that time and be present with your children for that little bit of time that you get in the evenings. Like to me, that's worth a lot more than $33. So <laughs> it really is. Like I know. Yeah. And, it's, and it's something that's hard yeah. to kind of like get across, but like that, that's really, it's, like, it's just a game changer in terms of family dynamics and relationships and, you know, all kids want is just their parents to be present and listen to them. And the amount of that's times right. that you pretend that you're listening, but really you're like, looking at the pan or you look talking to them over your shoulder from the hob, you know, it's like, you're not really present. Absolutely. Which is yeah. fine. You're just doing what you got to do at the time. But yeah, it's just, it really is. It really is. So, you know, I had a lot of resistance before I booked my first cook, to be honest with you. I've been following you on social media and almost like <laughs> thinking, 
that's a good idea, but mm, that's all right for some people, but not for me. Like, <laughs> what kind of resistance do you hear like from your naysayers like before they actually go, oh my God, actually I need you more than I realized? Yeah, well, I've had, I had actually one, um, a girlfriend of mine, I'm going to say her name. She's a beautiful friend of mine, Danielle Krismani. And she um, started, I don't know if you've heard of Baked Relief over there, but she started this amazing um this organization called Baked Relief. And when we had the floods here in Brisbane, she, well, what can I do? What can I do? And she started getting all her friends to do baking. And the next thing they had a commercial kitchen and they just had all this food going out to all the volunteers and all the, all the um, SES workers and just everybody that was on hand to help at the time. And so, you know, whenever there's a crisis, Baked Relief pops its head up and, and she's quite famous for it. And I think she recently, no, it was a couple of years, a couple of years ago now, she moved house and she said, look, I've got to move house. I'm really stressed about it. Can you just come and do the cooking so I don't have to think about that one thing? And she's joked about it. She's actually moved from Brisbane now, but she's joked about it. She's like, so we got her over for one cook and we kept her. So, <laughs> so you know, and she's a, a foodie. Like she's a well-known foodie. Like, yeah, she's a really well-known foodie. So, you know, you've got people like that. And then there's also those people that are like, oh, no, I don't hate cooking. I love cooking. I could never use your service. And it's like, okay great and then they're like oh do you know I'm really really busy at the moment but I've got this friend that's had this thing happen and I just Mm. really like you to cook for them or I don't have the time to do it so um, I think once we've been once they don't people generally book it once and they just you know test the waters see what it's like and then they're like okay how often can I justify this (laughs) once a month Mm. once a fortnight so yeah some of the stories are just like so so tragic situations households just change like things life happens is what I always say you know life gets in the way and occasionally you just need to suck it up and say I need help yes yes and it's okay isn't it it's okay to get some help it is and I love you put it perfectly when you said that you decided that it was time to start you know outsourcing the in-home stuff so that, you know, you can outsource things in your business and it's complicated and it's expensive and to find the right people that will do the right work is really hard. You're always going to be the best person to do those jobs. But if you can outsource some of the stuff that you're doing in the household, then that's a game changer. It gives you more time to be working on all those other things for it's your business. So yeah, it's like it's a case of sticking to your zone of genius. Like do the, th- the path of least resistance, do the things that are easiest for you that you would like to fill your day doing um, and, you know, outsource the rest. Like it's, I have a little yeah. uh, equation, delete, delegate, automate and delegate. Uh, cooking has gone to Kira Lee. I've delegated, <laughs> delegated that very important job of nourishing my family with real food. I've outsourced that to someone who's a much better cook than me and she chops things better than me as well. She's just... <laughs> That was she's a good egg out, Carolee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky. I think I think she's she's fantastic. We're very lucky to have her. Very thankful for her. Yes, mm. we're thankful and to have her to, down there too. So good. But there's a, an analogy that I heard just uh, yesterday in this book I've been reading by Denise Duffield Thomas. Have you heard of her? She's a no, I haven't. She's really cool. She's got a book out called Chillpreneur, and it's all about yes. having like your own business and being a woman and you know overcoming all of the usual blocks women have around you know being getting out there and doing something cool like you're doing because we do kind of we have sort of been um, well there is inequality in in work and with women and money you know just there is so she's she's there to make there a is. difference in that and. Um, 
and women have, you know, they've got like a history or kind of like mindset of totally flogging themselves and being a martyr or like not being able to receive money for work that they do. You know, it's just like kind of who we are. But she was saying, um, she was referring to women as the golden goose. You know, we're the golden goose and we lay golden eggs. Like whether it's nurturing our family or it's running our own business or whatever it is that's our contribution and it's our job to look after the golden goose otherwise the golden eggs don't get laid so whatever it is like I'm just I'm on such a journey of outsourcing and and um letting go of being such a control freak yeah it's tough right it's so hard it's so So hard it's so hard but tell us a little bit more about how you any like if there's anything you want to share about how you took this concept that you had for I hate cooking and then actually turned it into a thing because I know there's quite a lot of people out there with a dream and a vision of something that they want to do but never actually becomes a thing so have you got any tips of of how to just start this thing (laughs) <laughs> it's funny prayer and fasting oh my goodness as a christian i like really gave it to god so i was like you have given this to me what do i do with it but um i think and i'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning and with oh no actually usually two o'clock in the morning with a problem and i'd be like i would not go back to sleep until i'd figured out in my head how i was going to overcome that so there were all of those challenges at the start but, you know, I'm a really, really firm believer now that everything happens for a reason and there's nothing that is does that happens that isn't supposed to happen. It's all part of how it all comes together. So I just trusted that, and even now as things go wrong, I just trust that there's a reason for it, like there's some lesson to be learned in it. If that hadn't happened, then how would I know about this? Mm. And if that hadn't happened, how would I have learned how to do this? And, yeah, just trusting that there's not – there's being, I think being positive as well is, is really, really helpful because being positive about every solitary situation is definitely going to mean that you look at it from a different perspective and you see the pros and cons of things and you figure out where to from here from that. Um, yeah, I think I was also very determined. I've always run my own businesses um, since I finished school. So I sort of had a really good concept of how things work and I've had a franchise. So I knew that I didn't want to have a franchise, that I wanted to do something a little bit different from that. Um, I figured out that very quickly that not everybody is perfect for me. You know, the right people come along as you need them to. Uh, not everybody is going to be well suited to my business. Um, I also figured out very quickly that anybody that was very money driven probably wasn't the right person for our business as well because our cooks really need a heart. They really need to have a, a huge level of compassion in their lives and be really gentle and loving and caring people that are really focused on helping people more so than what they're going to earn from it. The beauty of this business is, is that you still make money regardless. So uh, that was also a prerequisite when I was setting it up. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think that a goal, an end time goal and having a bit of a marketing plan is always helpful, but going along with things as they happen and learning from them is probably the most important thing, you know, crap happens like you've had a really hard 24 hours it's like what have you learned from that? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true. And and just trusting in the process, like this might not feel like a good thing now, but then when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, well, obviously that had to happen before that could happen. And, you know. That, and that's how that, that's why that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even though this customer seemed like a pain in the bum, we now realize that we needed to change this part of the system. So that never happens yeah. again. Yeah. It's, um, yes. 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 It's, and it's, and it's nice yeah. to feel, you know, to have that, that spiritual side whether, you know, whether it's Christianity or the universe, just to feel that extra support and that you, um, you know, you've got your divine assignment and this is being given Absolutely. to you. And it's like, right, well, what and do I you look think? back. I look back at my past and I look at every solitary career that I've ever had and I can honestly say I have taken a major part of each of those careers and I have turned it into, and it's basically designed me to do what I'm doing now. Does that sound crazy? Now I know that everything that I've ever done has come to this. It's exactly yeah. the same for me, and you know, and that it's, it's all culminated. It's all been part of the the plan to you know culminate your your best offering yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So exciting. So, what goes to us? Yeah, it goes. I love it. I love it. So, tell <laughs> us what's the future for I Hate Cooking, and more importantly, where can we book our cook? And <laughs> most importantly, if someone's listening to this. And thinking, oh my goodness, I'd love to go into people's homes and help them out and be a cook. How do they do that? Okay, so our website's our number one place for connection. We've got a, um, a website that I'm about to rebuild again for the third time. Oh my goodness, talk about learning from your mistakes. So our web address is www.ih8cooking, so um, the letter H and the number 8. Uh, .com.au, ihacooking.com.au. And on there, we've got some information about joining the team. You can fill in a form and you can, um, you, we can get in contact with you. Obviously, a prerequisite is a Thermomix and TM5. How exciting, my cook said to me just recently. They're like, oh, do we have to buy a TM6? <laughs> no, it's okay. You don't have to go and buy a TM6. Um, so that's, that's to find out more about the business opportunity. To book a cook, just jump on that same website and have a look at our menu. There's booking buttons there. We've got cooks all around Australia. We've got cooks in all the capital cities and right up to Port Hedland and on the West Coast and all the way up to Cairns on the North Coast, on the East Coast. So um, we're growing. In the future, I'm looking, we're looking at around 400 cooks around Australia hopefully in the next couple of years. So we're going to double. We've got 40 now. We're going to have 80 by the end of this year and then just who knows from there. Long term, really hoping that I'm able to offer this opportunity to, to some international people to um, take it on board and, and run with it in their countries. So that's the long-term plan, systemizing everything at the moment so that we've thought through all the different challenges and made sure that we, people don't make the same mistakes that we do. Awesome. So, but only 400, like only 400 cooks in Australia, like that's like 25 million. Oh, let's, that's the two-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then you we'll know, see. I just, yeah, that's the two-year plan. I can just, I mean, I can see it being out of control. It's like, mm. but let's, let's put some more systems in place and get it to where I can cope with it as well. So I'm very hands-on. I love my work. I love working with my cooks. I love um, 
I love our team. I love the connection that we have with all of our cooks. We just have such a wonderful and um, supportive environment with the girls that we work with. Um, my husband actually, it could be a sad story, but it's not. Once again, that's why that happened. Um, mm-hmm. My husband's been working in his job for 20 years. Uh, he got made redundant uh, at the beginning of March. He was given a week's notice uh, and it was it was the month that we first had our like 170. We nearly doubled our bookings in February from January. So, uh, and I've just gone, oh my goodness, this could not come at a better time. So he's at the moment learning the ropes and, and coming on board with us and, and helping me to run the back end of things. So tools down for me soon, I hope. It's very difficult to um, get my my customers to have, have somebody else do their cooks, but I'm slowly moving them, moving them out of my diary and I'm not on the website anymore. So that was a big win for me in February. Yes. And I bet you, you know, like, I know it's hard um, when I had to hand over my baking, you know, it's like, actually it wasn't hard. I just got to this one day. I was like, I, I cannot bake anymore. It's like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I'm meant to be working on the business, not in the business. And yes. once I started working on yes, the business, words. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Once I started working Don't on the business, things just went skyrocketed. And, and like now, yeah. um, to the point that now, like I was still making stuff for us and, you know, be get you know, rolling cookies at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. And then I just thought, this is ridiculous. And so um, now I order our bake each week from Primalista Marisha. Give her a shout out in Albany. Yay, Marisha. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Marisha. And I put it, you know, this week it was a big order this week. So it was six hot cross buns, some pumpkin bread for Millie, some fruit toast for me, and a whole batch of cookies, which is 36 cookies, which get eaten in the week. Like we all love the cookies. And, um, and some pizza bases because we have pizza every Friday night. And so she delivers that, like we live really rural. So she just drops it off at the end, at the end of our drive in my letterbox, which is like nine kilometers from my house. And then I just pick it up when I drive past. It's just perfect. Right. <laughs> like, How did that? Oh my goodness. <sighs> so, yeah. Long term, I think also, oh, you want to train with me? Great. Why don't you come and do a cook for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can make that work. Yeah, exactly. We can make that work. <laughs> I love it. So I Beck, it's such an awesome idea. I've admired you, Thank you. from afar for a long time and eventually um, plucked up the courage to ring you a couple of months ago and go, oh, hi, um, my name's oh, I'm very normal. <laughs> I've got a company. It's a bit like yours, but a bit different. And you're like, yeah. I know who you are. And we're like, yay. And now we're like, that <laughs> we supporting each other and yeah that's a doing, nice connection there yeah doing something really similar but like totally different but very similar yes mm, I and that. I think both offering offering mums you know it's all good to say yeah we're helping people with their with their health journey but also offering mums the opportunity and not just mums of course but women the opportunity to run their own business and work work in an environment that they're comfortable with because they're working by themselves and you know there's just so much crap that goes on in in offices and things yeah, nowadays and so many people love cooking like yes. let's make an income out of it let's make let's all let's co-create it together but let you know you and i have taken all the headache out of it we've done all of the you yeah. know being awake at two o'clock in the all morning working hard work. yeah. yeah and all you gotta do is turn up and cook Ugh. that's Genius. it that's it we're geniuses. <laughs> awesome, Beck. Well, yeah. I would love to meet you one day when I'm on my, I think I'm coming to, well, I am coming to Queensland in June, so I might have to. Um, right. Let's do that. Let's hook up and go for a coffee or 
something stronger maybe. That sounds wonderful. I'm really <laughs> close to the airport, so I can oh, pick yeah. you up. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be in touch. But thanks for being such an awesome guest on the show today. It's been really oh, My cool. pleasure. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> thanks, Ellen. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.